How does Ryan Bergara say Connecticut? I feel like that would be a word he'd say funny. <laughs> Stop bullying Ryan Bergara. <laughs> Coffee Encrypted. Yay. So a caveat for this episode, we are once again um, recording a little differently, and so the audio may sound a little different. Um, I did notice last week that there was some weirdness with Kate's audio, um, guessing just because one or both of our phones is funky. And if it happens again this week, I apologize. But you get what I you get. <laughs> I will say I like I like being able to record from home because I like being able to like just sit here like I'm laying on my couch, Spartan's curled up at my feet. I've got like my pumpkin candles going and my mm-hmm. Halloween lights on and it just feels feels right. Feels good. <laughs> feels good. Feels authentic, you know. <laughs> feels correct. <laughs> Um, that's how I always record. So, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm understanding the appeal of it. <laughs> I have shifted. I used to the first few episodes we did, I would sit like at my desk, in like the living room, in front of the laptop, you know, like notes spread out. And then at yeah. some point, I just decided I don't want to do that anymore. Um, okay. And now I'm sitting in my bed. <clears throat> I was like in the middle. When we started this, because it's been a little bit of a crazy night, I was in the middle of watching the original House on Haunted Hill. In the middle, I'm like 15 minutes in, not the middle at all, but I haven't seen that. I don't think. Um, it's a Vincent Price movie. It's in black and white. It's on Amazon Prime, but it was one of the movies that I put on my list. Because... Yeah, because that was the one you originally accidentally wrote, Haunting of Hill House, right? Yes. Yeah. Because it's House on Haunted Hill. (laughs) Yeah. No, it makes sense. I would have done the same thing. Even if you had wrote Haunting on Hill House, I would have, or, yeah, I would have read the Netflix series either way. (laughs) Yeah, no, um, but I assume you know who Vincent Price is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like no matter what, like, you know who, people know who Vincent Price is, I would hope. Um, but yeah, so it's one of his movies, and I remember watching it with my mom at one point, but it was years ago, and I think I've only seen it once, so I figured I'd throw the original on there and see what I see. Last night, I watched Bride of Chucky. Nice. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. That movie is interesting. Catherine <laughs> Heigl is... She... She's Katherine Heigl. She could um, not. I don't know if she, I, I haven't seen a Katherine Heigl movie in a minute, but she could not act in that movie. I, mm, I feel like we can talk badly about her because I feel like universally everybody knows that she's not really like, she's kind of a nightmare to work with. Oh, is she? Like, I feel I like that's that. pretty well, oh, I felt like that was pretty well known. Um, It's probably more of a like, you know it if you're like a Grey's Anatomy person. <laughs> I feel like it might have been, like, the movies and stuff she was on, though, that people said it was the worst. Because I already didn't like her on Grey's Anatomy. I didn't need another reason. Yeah. I, um, um, I just, her acting, like, at one point, her, I mean, spoilers, I guess, for Bride of Chucky, if you haven't seen it. Um, (laughs) You've had time. Sorry. (laughs) I mean, I've just watched it for the first time, so I shouldn't really talk. But at one point, her, like, best friend gets hit by a semi-truck. And they have to just keep driving on. Like, they can't stop. They have to just keep driving. Oh and, God. like, I'll, I, I'm not going to explain why because it's part of the movie. But there's this shot where she, like, looks back out the window of, like, the van that she's in at, like, the carnage of her best friend being splattered across <laughs> my truck. And she's supposed to, she's clearly supposed to look, like, distraught and, and horrified and sad. 
but she just she she just looks bored. <laughs> and I was like, that was really really bad. That no. was the moment that I went, oh no, she can't act. She can't. Yeah, she, she's one of those I don't feel like she actually acts. I feel like she just, in general, plays one character that is somewhat enjoyable, and it's not really acting; it's just how she is. And then you put her in a different setting and it it doesn't work because she can't act. Yeah, I guess I just have only seen her in, like, romantic comedy roles. Yeah, Um, like, I feel like maybe that's just how, that's more like how she is as a person. Like, it's one character she can play. It's not really acting. It's just her showing up. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, enough trashing on Catherine Heigl. I didn't mean to get us down that road, but (laughs) here (laughs) we are. But we're here now. What, um... What else has been going on? Is there anything to talk about? Um, I don't know. I haven't really gotten into my spooky movies. I did watch The Addams Family today. I watched both of The Addams Family and Values the other night, which I don't think I'd ever seen Values. They're both. I watched those, like, year-round. Those are just, like, great comfort movies. I have not watched them in years. And let me tell you, I was absolutely blown away by... I was absolutely blown away by um, MC Hammer doing the end credits song. <laughs> I was just not prepared for that. No part of me knew, like, I did not know what to make of that. You just got to roll with it. Also, just a, like, fun little tidbit that I realized, um, because after watching the movies, it got me thinking about the Broadway adaptation, which I know you haven't seen. I saw it. Um, at like Playhouse Square in Cleveland many many mm-hmm. moons ago um, and the so Nathan Lane who he, he's known for a lot of things I know him as the guy who voiced Timon in Lion King mm-hmm. because his voice is very recognizable he plays a cop in Values okay in Adam's Family Values he plays the cop that they go to after um, what's-her-face, like, kicks them out of her yeah. house. And fun fact, he played Gomez in the Addams Family musical on its first Broadway run. And its oh, nice. Broadway. Yeah. So I just thought that was neat. <laughs> nice. When I was watching it today, it just got me thinking about the, the animated one they did last year and how bad it was. I haven't seen it, but I've heard it was bad, which makes me sad. Don't. Yeah, don't bother with it. It would have been one thing, I think, if it were just a bad movie. But, like, yeah. for it to have been a bad movie when they had the cast that they had. I don't like, you can't say Oscar Isaac as Gomez Adams and then make a bad uh, movie. Yeah. Like, they should have been, like, punished for that. Yeah, because it's on Hulu. And I looked at it, and I was like, I'm not going to watch that. Mm. Oh, I wanted really so crazy. badly that to like it. it. Charlize Theron yeah. was Morticia Was Adams. Morticia Ben Wolfhard Pugsley. Oh, Nick Kroll. Yeah, like, the, the, like that cast get... list. Like, you cannot look at that cast list and say, we're going to make a bad movie now. Allison Janney. Yeah. Bate Midler. Snoop Dogg. The cast. And they announced it, too. When they announced it, they, like, waited a while to announce that it was going to be an animated movie, which was yeah. a dirty move. I do remember that. And then people were mad about it. I dropped my phone. Uh, Catherine O'Hara? Yeah, like the cast was insane. Um, and Amy and I wanted, apparently was in it as well. I wanted so badly to like it, and you know me, I have such low yeah. standards. Like, yeah, and it was Adam's family. Was bad, I could not lot. enjoy it. It was Adam's family, and it was animated. I showed up, I was so ready to have a good time, and I tried so hard to have a good time, but it just wasn't good. So unfortunate. Um, yeah. I'm still I, angry about it. We need a do-over on that. I don't even... This is the first time we're recording in October. It is officially <gasps> October as we're recording. It will happy no longer October. be October by the time anybody hears it, but... No, but happy October. But the best thing is that this podcast is a great place to just constantly be talking about Halloween movies. <laughs> exactly. We get to do it year-round. Exactly. Or at least a year round. Yeah. 
just the one. <laughs> and then we'll switch subjects to something else and maybe it'll fit. Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Um, okay, so should we just get into it? Because I actually have, I'm, I'm really excited about these stories. Oh, yay. You're on, what state are we on? Connecticut. Oh. No, Connecticut kind of served, which I should expect from, like, somewhere mm-hmm. in England. That should not be surprising. Because New England is spooky. Oh, yeah. They got there. it going on up there. I want to live in New England so much. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day. Um, so, okay. Talk about Connecticut. Think of your most New Englandy fall thoughts and just get in the mood. Think like orange leaves and I don't know, whatever else. Candles, sweaters. <laughs> I'm wearing a cardigan. I'm wearing that hoodie that I bought that has like a Ouija board on it. Oh, nice. Mine's just my folklore cardigan because I She's don't comfy. ever take this thing off. She's real soft. Ooh. I think I had a dream that you got me a, a folklore cardigan. I tried to. Oh, that's nice. I wouldn't expect you to. Taylor Nation said 10 to 12 weeks, and I was like, actually, no. (laughs) I mean, you still could have, because you could have worn the one that you're wearing and then still just handed it down to me. (laughs) It was just a long time. I don't know. (laughs) No, it's cool. On principle, they tell you we'll replace yours in 10 to 12 weeks, and I was like, no, you're not. Run me my check. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, so... To start, there is something in Connecticut called melon heads. Melon heads? So apparently these guys are popular, not popular, but they're known to be in a handful of places in southwestern Connecticut. They live on the outskirts of town in heavily on heavily wooded country roads. And the roads that they're, like, known to be on, like those types of roads, are called melon head roads. <laughs> Oh, that's like amazing. Not their official name, but people call them that. Yeah. Um, but they're small humanoids with oversized heads. Thus, melon heads. So their heads are just big. Yes, and uh, some of them say that they have like like they're. I can't think of the word. Like there's some stories that say inbreeding. So mm-hmm. that I was about to say is this like a like a like real like cryptid thing or is this just there were some weird people that were making fun of <laughs> no this is supposedly a real cryptid thing okay um there's some different theories about what they are but um they are like humans like they are people but mm-hmm. so they survive on small animals stray cats and human flesh which is usually oh, teenagers um, so they're usually like a good explanation for not explanation, but they're usually like a good um, scapegoat for when like teenagers and runaways and hikers go missing. Is it like oh the melon heads got them? The melon heads got them. Yeah. So one theory claims that they came from a family of accused witches, and they were banished into the wilderness where they survived and inbred. I feel like that's fair for New England. Yeah. So through Everything centuries of in- witches. <laughs> yeah. So through centuries of inbreeding, they mutated into melon heads. Um, another theory says that they escaped from Fairfield Hills Hospital, which is a now abandoned mental institution, mm-hmm. or Garner Correctional Institute, which specializes in inmates with mental health problems, or simply an unnamed mental institution where the building supposedly burned. And some of the inmates escaped and turned to cannibalism, which caused their heads to swell. Oh. Which I'm is pretty sure is not Fairfield? what cannibalism does. Hmm? I would, well, when D-Days, that's also part of the thing with them. They were said to have come from, like, cannib- people who went cannibal. Say that again? What are? Yeah, it cut off on my end, too. <laughs> but when D-Goes, that... Oh, when goes yeah. Yeah. But um, it's the way that you say it that threw me off. That's why I didn't. I learned to say it from Supernatural. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's right. I'm sorry. I may be wrong. I could be wrong. I learned to say it from Until Dawn. So what do I know? You know. We both just learned from questionable media. But isn't Fairfield? Isn't that mental institution like pretty famous-ish? Isn't it like well known for being? Maybe because I don't know it, but that doesn't mean. Jack. It might be a different Fairfield. It sounds familiar with all. 
you said Fairfield it and it rang State a bell. Hospital or Fairfield Hills Hospital was a psychiatric hospital in Newtown, Connecticut, which operated from 1931 until 1995. As peak, the hospital housed over 4,000 patients. So probably. I mean, it's a band. I could also be thinking of a different Fairfield that can't be a super uncommon name. Yeah. I mean, when I looked it up, this is the Connecticut one is what's coming up so okay you're Not probably again. right you're probably right <laughs> I, I can't remember any don't know anything so <laughs> um but anyway yeah I just don't yes wendigos are also uh cannibals um but I my point is more like scientifically some yeah. cannibalism causes problems in your brain that makes you go crazy don't think it would cause your head to swell yeah Maybe through, like, centuries of it, though. Maybe. It could cause some kind of mutation, sort also, of the way inbreeding would. So this isn't really part of this because it's a different state, but this, this story is how I learned that apparently Cleveland and a large parts of Ohio used to be part of Connecticut. Oh? Um, yeah, there were similar Melonhead stories in Ohio and Michigan, and an evil Dr. Crow supposedly conducted experiments on orphans in Kirtland, Ohio, which was once part of Connecticut. And there was a link that led to, like, when Cleveland belonged to Connecticut. And, like, uh, excuse me? How does that make Hello? sense? Cleveland is so far from Connecticut. Like, there are so many states in between. Like, I'm looking at, like, Pennsylvania, New York, Jersey, something else like there are so many states in between that is weird <laughs> Connecticut exactly. they were just like that one little pass right there that's ours <laughs> so anyway um but back to this I like I'm from Cleveland and I never knew this anyway uh so I'm gonna read this sort of directly from the New England Historical Society website which is where I got all the information on Melonheads um but it's the Blue Granada story which is, according to legend, back in the 1980s, a group of girls from Notre Dame High School in Fairfield decided to drive around after a Friday night football game. They piled into a blue Granada and ended up on Velvet Street in Trumbull, where they looked for the melon heads. The girls parked the car, leaving the headlights on, and ventured into the woods. After they'd walked a couple hundred feet, they heard the car door slam, then the engine started, and the car headed toward them. They could see figures inside, the size of children. They had large heads, rags for clothes, and an orange glow in their eyes. Some say the melon heads still drive around in that blue Granada. <laughs> they just stole this car! <laughs> Stay off their land. I mean, it's fair. You and left it other, there, finders keepers. There's other less detailed stories. Um, but yeah, these guys are supposedly like sort of all around. Um, all around southwestern Connecticut. I think I've decided I love them. And you can look it up and it'll tell you what roads they're supposedly on. Um, so I don't know. Just don't get out of your car, I guess. It does. Yeah, don't leave it running there. I did read somewhere that sometimes they'll like throw rocks at cars and stuff because it's about like get off of our land. Yeah. Um, that's so, I don't know. I guess be prepared for some car damage. <laughs> be prepared to have rocks thrown at you, man. Make sure your auto insurance is up to date if you go down that road. <laughs> Does it cover melon heads? <laughs> Do they count as an act of God? <laughs> um, so the next story is, I should have expected that New England would deliver for me where California fell a little short. Um, I really wanted sea monster stories in California, and I couldn't really find any except for, like, the um, black shark. But Connecticut has a river monster. Oh. So all this information, I just like to cite my sources, but all this information is coming from strangenewengland.com. But so it was first seen and recorded by the New York Times on September 8th, 1886, and it was seen by Colonel Stocking and Silas Sage. While they were crossing the river around 6 a.m., they were suddenly struck by something underwater, and the skiff, like the little boat they were in, was tossed into the air. And somehow when it landed back on the water, they 
it landed upright and they landed in the boat. Um, so I'm guessing tossed into the air means more like jostled. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not like thrown, but sort of yeah. like pushed up. Um, Just bumped a little bit. Yeah. They saw the water begin to froth and were greeted by, quote, a big black head rising from the water. They said the head stood 10 feet above the water with eyes as big as small plates, which I think is a really funny way to describe something. Anytime you say, <laughs> as big as small plates. Yes, as big as a small something. I, my visualization <laughs> is over. You've ruined it. <laughs> like, what was that? It was some Twitter moment a while back about a large, small boulder that rolled yes. into the road. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, police were warning about a large, small boulder. Yeah. <laughs> um. And it appeared to be over 100 feet long. So after hearing the story, a crowd assembled along the river to, like, look for the creature. And eventually it actually did break the water again, this time towering 15 feet over the surface. And so anybody who, like, thought that it was a hoax was sort of, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. So this is supposed like, supposedly everybody actually went back and actually did see it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then it wasn't mentioned again until 1894, and this time it was published. This story, I can't remember the guy's name, but I can check. Austin Rice. His story was published by the Boston Herald and then was reprinted in Scientific American. Oh, wow. So he said, quote, I looked into the river, and no more than 25 feet away, I saw a big snake. Its head was out of the water, and its body raised some six or seven feet. At the neck, the snake was about as large as an ordinary man's leg at the thigh, and the body was as large as an ordinary stovepipe. I don't know what that means. Um, He went on to describe it as being black with a white stripe on its underside. Its eyes were were as large as those of a horse with a mouth which extended down onto its belly that was nearly a foot across. Oh, that's really confusing. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't necessarily understand what mouth that extended down onto its belly means. Yeah, I don't understand either. Um, but actually, I'm going to look and see if there's maybe an illustration of this guy. Da, 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 da. Because the thing that I was looking at did not have any real illustrations. No, not the Loch Ness Monster. That's, that's my baby. That's my best friend. Yeah, but we're talking about Connecticut. <laughs> Um, I don't know. There's not really, it doesn't look like there's really an illustration. But anyway, so I don't really know what extended down to its belly means. Unless it was just like, like I'm picturing like, you know, in Beetlejuice when she pulls her head out and like makes her face long and pointy. Yeah, maybe. Like like that's what I'm thinking of. Like maybe it was looking down and so the mouth like. Yeah, that makes sense. So people quickly connected those two sightings, even though they were, what did I say, like 1886, they were almost 10 years apart, mm-hmm. which actually is about that. So people quickly connected the two sightings, and there haven't, there have been other sightings, but not as many, and none with as close of encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, so people have started to believe that it was either a hoax or a misidentification of a sturgeon, which I don't think that sturgeon <laughs> step up out of the water, but I don't know enough about fish to dispute to like dispute that. So like sturgeons are huge. Yeah, but I don't think they can they don't, do that with their body. If yeah, they was... don't act like snakes. I don't know. Let's see, sturgeon breach. Breaching. Yeah. See, I mean, even if it breaches, like it's not. It's jumping out of the water. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then it was affectionately, it's been affectionately nicknamed Connie by people who do remember these stories. Oh. Yeah. Hi. But it says a lot of people in Connecticut, like, I don't know, this is anecdotal, but it says that a lot of people in Connecticut probably don't even know about Connie because it's been so long since there was a sighting. I keep dropping my phone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm using my boobies as a table, and it keeps sliding down my sweatshirt. <laughs> and yes, I'm leaving that in. <laughs> as um, you should. <laughs> so the third one, supposedly this story, this family, inspired Bram Stoker's Dracula. Interesting. 
Right? So fun. You have me. I'm locked in. But either way, this story came before Dracula was even written or printed, Mm -hmm. so vampires weren't I mean, maybe I don't. I don't know when yeah. vampires were like, but vampires. No, yeah, I think there popular. was like one thing we talked about this in one of my English classes, like the origins of vampires, and I don't remember what class or for what reason. I want to say there was something like a small piece before Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, that a lot of people are like, oh, like that was the origin of vampires. Okay, but I want to say his was based off of some real happening, like it wasn't yeah. it pulled from whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, assuming that this is right, which it was da, 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 da. Um, the CT post that said um, that this tale went on to inspire Bram Stoker's classic Dracula and posed the question, do vampires walk among us? So that's from the CT post. So, um, yeah, local journalism. So anyway, this is called the Jewish City Vampires. So in about, between like 1800 and 1850, there was this family called the Ray family. It was Henry and Lucy, and their children were Henry Nelson, Lemuel, James, Elijah, and Adeline. And in around around 1850, I don't remember the exact date, but around 1850, the men in the family started dropping like flies. Um, they were getting very pale, seeming to waste away. They would start coughing up blood, and eventually they would die. And so first went Lemuel, and then Henry, the father, and then Elisha. So when Henry Nelson became sick, the family decided enough is enough. And it's unclear why they thought that their dead relatives were the problem or where they got the idea of vampires, but they decided that Lemuel and Elisha were coming back from the dead at night and draining Henry Nelson's blood. And that's why he was dying. Oh? Yeah. So the family and one thing I read said some neighbors, the other thing just said the family. So perhaps some neighbors decided to exhume the bodies of Lemuel and Elisha. Somehow Henry got off scot-free, but Lemuel and Elisha got dug up and they burnt them right there in the graveyard because that's hmm you ever hear stories you ever hear stories from like times back then and you understand now why grave digging is like highly illegal (laughs) (laughs) yes so yeah so they just decided to burn the bodies and today um they probably would have been diagnosed with tuberculosis Tuberculosis, mm-hmm. you waste away, you start coughing up blood, and eventually your lungs fill up with so much blood that you drown in it. And as of last week, we learned that um, you do still get tuberculosis these days. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they probably had TB, and they didn't know enough about TB back in the day. And this was at the height of the TB crisis. That makes sense. Um, and so burning the relatives may have actually worked to contain the spread, but it also may not have because atlas obscura says that henry nelson's burial plot says 1854 suggesting that it probably didn't save him he probably still died of tuberculosis um but there are actually tombstones in jewett city cemetery that mark all the burial plots and the place where the bonfire was for some reason henry nelson's headstone is on like the other side of the graveyard but it is there and so media attention at the time earned the family the nickname of the Jewett City Vampires. Cool. Right? <laughs> That's a better vampire story than I had last week. Yeah. It's at least like, I don't know, it stopped. <laughs> yeah. The rest of the family the rest of the family didn't die from it. Although at that point it was like the mom and the daughter were left. Tuberculosis is a feminist, actually. <laughs> Turns out. You know what? Oh, misandrist. Do you know how long I've been trying to remember the word misandrist? Really? Yeah, for like over a week. Because when I was talking about Jennifer's body, mm-hmm. and I was trying to say that I am a misandrist, no. but I couldn't remember the word, so I just kept saying I'm a, I'm anti-man. 
I'm on the man hater. You got, you got the spirit, you know. She's a little confused. Miss Andrea made some points, some points <laughs> in Jennifer's body. They really did. So, yeah. Um, those are my stories, but I just thought that they were they were fun. We got they a little bit of everything there. We had a river monster. We had melon heads. I'm really the melon heads. I know that you said they're humanoid, but I'm really just picturing like skeletons with watermelons on their heads. And that, I think that's better just, than what I'm picturing. The visual so. of them like driving somebody's car, like stealing it, like blowing the horn at them and all, like I love it. Incredible. Um, so yeah, that's not a hit. I mean, there's way more. Like I, I just picked the the three that like I felt like looking into. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that every time we come to a New England state, it's gonna serve. You're honestly right. New England never really disappoints. It doesn't. As far I mean, as spook- racism, but <laughs> yeah, as far as spook- as far as spooky stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I just think I just think these are all fun. It kind of ran the gambit. It gave me the river monster. It gave me the like <laughs> water monster that I wanted two weeks ago. It gave me vampires that inspired a classic. Like this is great. You love to see it. They covered all their bases. She has the range. She has the range. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Can we call in our guest? Welcome. Hi. Hi. Would <laughs> you like to, I don't know, introduce yourself? Tell us a little about yourself. Oh, um, I was not prepared. Um, I mean, you could just tell us like where you're from, or what you know, what you're going to talk about today, or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm Ajay, and I'm from Michigan, which is not that interesting. And um, uh, Kate asked me about any like spooky stories I have, and uh, I had a couple, um, but I think. I think I'm just going to probably go with, like, my house one, just because I feel like that's a little more mm-hmm. creepy and something that I feel is still going on. I'm not sure. <laughs> so I specifically, when I asked you about it, you mentioned a story about someone living in your shed. And I know yeah. I told you not to tell me that story because I wanted to hear it on here. Oh, yeah. So I want that one, too. Okay. Yeah, I I think it kind of coincides with the one in my house. I feel like... I don't know. I feel like it might be the same person, even though I don't know how that would happen. But I just hope. Please enlighten us on what's happening in your house. Okay. Now I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Listen. My parents' house, um, where they reside, where I used to reside, my childhood home. I don't know what you want to call it. (laughs) Um, Um, so... It's always been a little rickety, a little janky, um, and but I like it because growing up, my sister and I, we could always tell when our mom was going to come and wake us up for school so we could, like, pretend to be asleep so that way it would take her, like, 20 minutes to wake us up. She would really spend all that time. I don't know why she fell for it every time, but anyway, um, like, we could hear her coming up the stairs. We could hear, like, we could just hear movement all the time. So it was it was a blessing, but it was also a curse because there's some things in there. And we're, my sister is convinced that someone's bones might be in our attic. Um, um okay. Yeah, no, but because, okay, when we were sharing a room, um, because when we got adopted, we, we, we're inseparable, so we shared a room, and I ended up cleaning out my bedroom, like, when I was going to high school and everything, uh, to make it my room, but we shared a room for so long, and so in the closet, there's, like, a crawl space, and, like, to get to, you have to, like, literally climb onto, like, the top row of the closet, and then, like, push it open, and so we were always curious as to what was up there, but we can never really get into it. But there would be times where we would come home and we would hear things either in the basement or in that crawl space. 
And it was just weird. And this is what convinced my sister and I that there was someone living there. It's because one day we came home and it was like open. Oh my God. It was, and she was in that room. This is like an 11 year old child. Oh and my God. That's horrific. So like, so, like, we tried to look up there, but we, you know, this is the time of, like, iPod touches and shit. Like, we don't have really good flashlights. So she tried to look up there, but we really couldn't see anything. But as we got older, she's now convinced, because, like, sometimes things would turn on and off, she says, when I'm not there. And so she's like, I think someone she's like it's like an episode of charm Daje. and it's like, it's like I think we're in the attic and they can't leave so we gotta bury it like in the backyard or something oh no i was like oh no i'll fuck with ghosts <laughs> there's a reason why they kill our asses in the beginning of the horror films okay absolutely not but um to go with the whole shed thing like, my parents' backyard, it's, like, freaking, I feel like, drive-in size. I mean, you can't really drive in, but, like, you can fit a couple cars back there. And it's, like, it's huge, and there was always this shed where my dad would keep the lawnmower. And my dad would always lock it, you know, before he got sick and everything, and he couldn't, like, lock it anymore, and it just kind of, like, would swing open. But there would be times where, like, it would just be wide open. Oh and, God. like, like it looked like somebody was, like, living in there. And my dad used to think that somebody was living in there. And we're like, what? So I'm convinced that the person who miraculously got into the crawl space is also having a kiki in the shed. <laughs> oh, my God. And it, like, it's so bizarre. Out of all the nice little houses that are right next door to us why why ours it's not anything extravagant did anybody so, ever like did you ever do anything about it like you said your dad thought someone was living in there did he ever anything about it oh my god <laughs> he's like oh yeah i think somebody's living in the shit but it's all right oh my god like you're in a you have three women living you have two children and a wife you have two daughters and a wife what is what but my dad just thought oh we have an alarm system so it's fine but i'm like yeah but like i'm still scared the alarm system is kind of wonky sometimes there was one time i was convinced someone broke into our house because the alarm went off and like a dumbass i hid under the kitchen table Mind you, you can clearly see I'm under the kitchen table. Like, there's no, like, linens or, like, no. It's, like, you can see me. And so, like, from any angle, if you were coming up from the from the basement, if you were coming down to the kitchen, if you were coming from the garage, like, you can see my ass. I don't know why. I like, hid under the table and just, like, as the alarm went off. But I was scared because I would hear things. I still hear things sometimes when I visit. So that's scary. Oh, my God. <laughs> I get really paranoid. Like, no, because I will hear, like, it sounds like someone's coming up the stairs or moving downstairs, and it's freaky. No. And I'm like, oh, hell no. I can't <laughs> do this. Oh. No, absolutely not. Yeah, no. But yeah, she's convinced that there's some bones in the in the crawl space. And you know what? I'm kind of believing her. But you know what? Now we're dealing with our own now I guess my parents are dealing with something else now, but it's not like a ghost. It's just um we think that there's like a couple like mice stuck in the chimney or birds. Uh, oh yeah. Sound. And oh, good. I don't want to do anything about that. And I'm like, okay. Have fun with that. <laughs> you have fun with your bird gang. I don't know. You don't live there anymore. It's not your problem. I, I heard that and I was like, is there an animal back there? 
like, oh, yeah, they're just in the chimney. The chimney? You're not going to do anything about it? I have a mouse um, in my house that lives in, like, the staircase. We have a little set of stairs that go up to the, like, the attic area. We have a mouse that lives in that staircase, and he comes and hangs out sometimes and, like, chews on the wood at the bottom. No. And so if you're quiet in the kitchen, you can just hear him, like, making his little scratchy teeth noises. It's not, like, scary. It's just more annoying than anything. But, yeah, yeah. we've got one, too. I found the two mice in my apartment in the most depressing way. So we're just not going to – we're just going to leave it at that. Um, I hope I don't have any more. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There used to be some mice in the walls, too. I could hear them. Like, they would just – I think they just would, like, crawl, and, like, they just got stuck in between the wall or whatever. It was an interesting time. Then they stopped obviously, because they couldn't get out. So we know how. Yeah. Uh, Or because the guy who lived in the attic was catching them. Maybe. But yeah, no. um, Yeah, I'm I'm convinced. uh, She's convinced me that something's in that attic that we need to, like, get rid of. (laughs) And I'm just like, it's not your problem anymore. (laughs) You don't live there, not up to you. My parents! It didn't. It didn't kill children. I think. I think they'll be okay. <laughs> that sounds true. like it had plenty of opportunities to get your sister, and it didn't. So that's true. Eleven-year-old child just sleeping in a room. <laughs> she was definitely the most vulnerable. So I think everybody else should be safe. Yeah, for sure. That that makes sense. But yeah. So I don't know what's going on. I still get a little scared because I, I would love to be in my backyard because it's so big. I think it would be fun. But that shed thing, I'm still scared. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Yeah, no, I would I would never yeah. go anywhere near that. I don't like that. I don't like yeah. that one bit. Like, And it seems like our neighbors are never home, even though they are home. So it's like I'd be by my lonesome. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm like, nope. I'm just gonna let that be where it is. No, no, no outdoor movie nights for me. <laughs> Sounds like the smart thing to do. Yeah, such a wasted potential, though. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe when I fix it up. Yeah, and you're for certain that there's nobody or nothing living in the oh, shed or the attic. Then, then we can do movie nights. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, that was that was that one. But like any like ghost ghost, um this is I told Kate this one, but um when I was in foster care, my foster family, I was really I was really close with uh my grandma, I considered her my grandma, and she passed away and like I was like four or five at the time. And I wasn't, I I saw her, like, body, like, in the hospital. Very traumatizing now that I think about it. But um, I wasn't allowed to go to her funeral because they were like, you're too young, blah, blah, blah. So I never really got to, like, say goodbye. So I went to my cousin's house, and I swear on everything to this day. We were in the basement, all of us, and there was just, like, this orb of like light, I swear, like I'm not even joking, that just was like like came downstairs or like came through a window or something. And I swear, I feel like we all saw it. It wasn't just me. We all saw it. And I'm convinced that was my grandma's spirit just coming to say bye to me because she couldn't, because I wasn't at the funeral. I'm so convinced. I'm convinced to this day. Aww. I feel yeah. like those are my favorite kinds of ghost stories. Like, the comforting ones, like the spooky ones are fun. I do admittedly have a story like that. I just didn't tell it because it's not really my belief. Yeah. Like it's my dad's story, but um, supposedly, so my dad's dad <laughs> died when he was about my, like when my, when my dad was about my age. Um, and uh, so he never got to meet us. And so my dad always said when I was a kid that he would hear me and my sister because we when we were little we're three years apart and when I was like a baby and she was a little bit older we shared a room which I mean we shared a room our whole childhood but when we were little my dad said he would hear us like laughing at nothing in our room 
and he would come in and like try and figure out like what we were doing and he always believed that it was like my grandfather telling us jokes oh Oh, i don't believe that for sure i totally that stuff happens because it's like when you're a kid you're just like you just have this like suspended belief in things and i feel like you're i feel like it was explained in something i can't remember exactly but they were like kids are more susceptible to believe certain things so like i'm like when you're a kid your imagination just like runs wild and anything is possible which makes it i don't know like i don't know i don't know what exactly it says it's kind of like how when you're a kid it's easier for you to learn a language because you can retain the information a lot better yeah that same way with this stuff where it's like because when we grow up we're told like you know santa claus isn't real and like it's like when you're a kid like it's it's more it's more uh, susceptible to happen because there's no one telling you, oh, this didn't happen. Like, like there's kids just don't have a reason to lie. Basically, you're, that's what I'm like. I yeah. 100% believe that. Like, when you're a kid, that stuff kind of happens. Like, because I 100% believe that that's what happens for sure to this day. To this day. 22 yeah, years. I, think- <laughs> I still believe it. <laughs> Like, I think that if anyone were going to be, like, more open or susceptible to, like, seeing ghosts or, like, knowing about that type of thing, it would be little kids. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, like kids really have no reason to lie. And also, it's just, like, just there's just stuff that you, they can't, you can't explain. Like, there's just stuff mm-hmm. that, like, a kid, like, kids tell stories like that all the time. And, like, people yeah. are like, uh what or like there'll be like those kids that'll be like oh yeah like I saw so-and-so and blah 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 and then like their parents are like you've never met them before you've never seen them before but like how do you know this like they'll tell them something that actually happened and, and they have like, no way of knowing right it you can't convince me otherwise no it totally it's totally do I fuck with ghosts? No. But <laughs> do I do believe they are uh, out there, but I don't think they're, like, supposed supposed to be, like, scary or anything. They're just, you know, trying to get some peace. I Then you got the mean ones, but for sure. But, yeah, no, I, I just, I don't know. That that was a really, like, that's, I've never forgotten about that just because it was, like, so... Um, like real to me, and it still yeah. is. No. Yeah, that's wild. Right. So wild. <laughs> and it's really sweet. I feel like we don't get a lot of like sweet, heartwarming stories. Yeah. Here. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um. Also, another reason why I think that there is something living in my crawl space is because I keep having this reoccurring dream. And, like, my entire, throughout when I was, like, sleeping there, I kept having this recurring dream of being in my house, and, like, either my mom was kind of possessed, it seems, or my sister was, or there was, like, a rando person that I didn't know, and they would always come up the front steps, like, trying to murder me, oh. and, and then I would jump out of my window that which leads out to like our court because we live in a court and then I would jump out and I would run down the street like out of the court and down the street but I could never like it's like as far as I ran I would never get anywhere it was like a never-ending street like I never moved away from that and I didn't stop having that dream and so I stopped sleeping there interesting yeah I know yeah wild (laughs) and you never had it once you moved out like no, I haven't. Huh. And for years, I had it in my house all the time. It was freaky. That is wow. kind of freaky. Mm-hmm. Craziness. Now I'm just dealing uh, with murder basements in this place now. <laughs> that so, is a murder like, <laughs> It looks a little murdery. <laughs> so it's like, it's it's a basement. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. yeah. Uh, but if I were to send you a picture... You'd be like, this is a little murdery. No, so, I was going to say I walked into Elle's basement 
like we didn't go very far into it, but you did take me into it. And I feel oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. when Ajay was telling me about hers, I was picturing yours. I really wish that someone hadn't been down there that day because I did not even show you the weirdest part of my basement, which is that if you go through that doorway, so there's like the, the space that we entered and then there's that weird hole in the wall and then there's a doorway. If you go through that doorway and you look down, it's just a long concrete hallway. No. And I don't uh, know no. the other end because I refuse to walk all the way down there. Yeah, Absolutely no. not. No. This murder basement that I have, at least it's very, um, it's small and like there's no way you can get in. Like I can see every entryway because it's just like windows down there, like really small ones. But it's just when you're coming down, it looks like you're coming down to your death. Um, and it's, it's interesting. But yeah, it's not as scary, but like still. Like, yeah, no, I, I understand. Basements are down scary. And I'm like, ooh, I feel like I'm. But to meet the makeup, something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to come down and wash my clothes. I'm not trying to <laughs> disturb the peace. Damn, I'm sorry. Goodness. Well, maybe none of us. We don't really have basements here, so I don't have any creepy basement stories. Yeah. But I'll live through you guys. Bumfuck Georgia, where everything, you're like in the boonies. It's just Yeah. Like, there's, like, no one for miles, and it terrifies me for you. I have neighbors. How far apart are they? Very. I, I, no, it used to be. used to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then we moved, and now I literally have, like, five neighbors within, like, 100 yards of me. Oh, okay. That's, No. What about street lights? Do you got street lights? <laughs> we do have street lights now. Okay. Used How to. far apart? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't measured. Listen, because you're in the fucking boonies. I'm sorry. Listen, there was this one time I was just wa- minding my black business, watching TV, <laughs> and there was this there was this commercial with this really creepy song, and it was for this scary movie. And this girl, she was running down the street, being chased by someone in a fucking truck. And, like, you know, she's running for her life. And I don't know. For some reason now, I picture that being you because you're in a fucking pony. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want that. (laughs) To be fair, I don't think any of my murder, any of my neighbors would really care if I was being, like, chased or murdered. Uh, Great. I do have them now. Where I used to live, we did not, but I have them now. I just, I just can't. I just keep thinking, oh, what happens if she gets put, like broken down on the side of the road? Her phone dies. There's no street lights. She's being harassed by someone, and she has to run down the street, and she's being like, ah, I don't like it. I mean, that's a different thing. You do leave, like, the immediate little town area that I live in, and it is nothing. Oh. Everyone's spread out, like, three miles. So that's a valid fear, I guess. Um, I've never broken down with my phone dead, but I have broken down on the side of the road with nobody around for miles several times. Oh. I don't like I'm sorry. I'm not helping your stress level. You're really not. Anyway. concerning how often you just, like, hang out in your backyard. You think it's concerning how often I hang out in my backyard? By yourself, in the dark. What? You literally have my dogs with me. You literally just said the other day that you, like, were just... (laughs) putzing around outside your house taking your merry old time getting in the house and then later found out that someone was walking around like banging on windows <laughs> oh you just said that you just absolutely told that not. story absolutely not absolutely not no <laughs> like not to out you but you just you just no, said it out her out her ass <laughs> The ridiculous thing is that even since that happened, like, two or three nights ago when someone was, like, going around the neighborhood banging on windows for no reason, 
I my dogs were barking at something at the little tree line in our backyard because like I live in like a little like cul-de-sac area. Yeah. But there's like cool. a wooded area that borders our yard. And so like we have a tree line and the dogs were barking at something in the tree line and it ended up just being a turtle. My bigger dog has this fascination with turtles. She wants to eat them and it's just a whole thing. Mm-hmm. She spotted a turtle. But they were barking at something and I couldn't figure out what it was. And the day after that, whoever was just going around the neighborhood banging on windows, I literally stood at the tree line at, like, dusk. It was, like, getting dark and was just standing there trying to figure out who or what was out there. Caitlin. Good heavens. You're the person. And I didn't even realize I was stupid until I was telling my mom about this. And she was like, and you went to look? Yeah, yeah. You're the person that was like we would root for in the movie. Yeah, you're the person who gets lucky so like too many times, and you're like, I'm invincible, bitch. And then like you die in the most absurd way, and it's not because like somebody killed you. It's because like you tripped over something, and (laughs) because I don't know why it just it. I don't know. You worry me. You. I've never claimed to be smart. Huh? I've never claimed to be smart. Yeah, clearly. It's just... <laughs> you really make me want to set myself on fire sometimes. <laughs> <Feels like. laughs> just, just that's how I feel sometimes. And it's like, oh, God, what stupid thing is she doing right now? I just, I know something's happening. And you're probably right. For anyone listening to this, please don't murder me. Please uh, that, that'll do it. Now you've cleared it. <laughs> yeah, right. Despite no. how easy we're making it seem, please no don't. No one knows where you live. You live in the middle of nowhere. It's fine. That's you true. You'd have a really hard time finding me. Even people who I give directions and drop my location to have a hard time finding me. So you'd have to get really lucky. Yeah. If so, it, if she's got any apps right now, you <laughs> find her. She's off the grid, like Nick Miller. I'm off the grid. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight, but all right. <laughs> just worrying about you at a fucking tree line. This is just the burden that comes with being friends with me. Yeah, I know. Just constant worry. Yep. No. This is stressful time. <laughs> I'd love to say I'm sorry and I will change my ways, but um, but you won't. I won't. You're not, and you won't. <laughs> I'm a little sorry, but I'm not going to do anything about it. Yeah, that's like me not worrying about anything ever, and that's just not realistic. Asking a Virgo not to worry in vain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she's a Virgo. I feel like we normally yeah, that... use people by their signs. This yeah. is the first Virgo we've had. Hey! Sense. Yeah. Cool. If we get Megan, that'll be another Virgo. Hey! If we get Ivy, that's a third. Hey! We hey. know so many Virgos. Dang! <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Anyways, is that all we have for right now? Yeah, because my life is super boring. I don't have any other stories. I'm sorry. Super boring? You just told us, like, um, five. <laughs> you just well, told us about somebody living in your attic. Well, I'm not, I'm not, but I'm positive, but I'm also not positive. Um, but, I mean, that's still not that boring to like even that. ask that question. Mm, that's true. I'm not going to say what that sounds like. <laughs> I'm positive, but I'm not positive. Sorry. Shutting up now. Exactly. Anyway. No, that's me. Yep. (laughs) Fucking nail positive, but you're fine. Right. Like, it's, like, could I, I could have been murdered in my sleep multiple times. It's fine. Like, 100%. But it's fine. I mean... We all probably could have been murdered in our sleep a lot of times. Okay, so thank you for being with us. 
No problem. No problem. <laughs> Thanks for including me. Thanks for um giving me nightmares. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. Oh wow. We're grateful. <laughs> we'll cherish them. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so this is Coffee Encrypted. Um, next week, I think we're moving on to the D's. So I think it's Delaware. Ooh, that's but me next week. Interesting. Don't hold me accountable to that if I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for joining us again. Um, hopefully, if you've made it this far, you're enjoying the content. Or the personalities, or, or something. something. Hopefully, there's it would that keeps just bringing you back. It would be a shame if you were hate listening this far along. Oh God, please don't do that. Please, please don't do that to yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Um, as always, make sure to follow us on Twitter. It's at Coffee Cryptids. If you have your own stories that you want to submit and have us read. Um, please do. Our DMs will be open or just add us and we'll try and get stuff in. Um, I would love to read other people's stories. So please share. We would love to hear it. And yeah, see you guys next week. Bye. 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 I just wanted to be included. <laughs> <laughs>